On today's episode of Locked on Stars, we'll take a minute to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. We have a couple of Stars prospects participating, looking to get the gold medal for their respective countries. And we'll also take a look at tonight's matchup. The NHL is back and the Stars are in the Music City to take on their bitter rivals, the Nashville Predators. We'll preview that game and talk about World Juniors on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, December 27th. I hope you all had a great Christmas and have been able to spend time with family this holiday season. I hope you guys are doing well wherever you're at and glad to be back after taking Monday off. If you're new here or this is uh, your hundredth time here, thank you for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. If you're new to the channel, please do consider hitting that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And of course, find us on social media as well at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. Now let's jump into today's episode. Plenty to talk about in the world of hockey, uh, Dallas Stars hockey, but just hockey in general. As the World Juniors Tournament kicked off yesterday on Boxing Day, the 2023 World Juniors in Canada, I believe in the Halifax area, uh, and a couple Dallas Stars prospects are representing both the Stars and their respective nations uh, where they are from. Uh, really, really cool to see the future of the game on full display in this tournament. And of course, some of the participants already in the NHL, like Shane Wright, who's been playing some games with the Seattle Kraken this season, taking some time away from the NHL club to play with some of Canada's brightest up-and-coming stars, including guys like Logan Stankoven, but also representing the Dallas Stars is 2022 first-round pick Leon Bichelle, who is playing with Team Switzerland, and he's already made an impact on this tournament, played a key role in their first game, an overtime win over the nation of Finland, getting an assist on the game-winning goal in overtime. I'm sure many of you have already seen it if you're active on Twitter and, of course, active on Dallas Stars Twitter as well. Really nice sequence from Bichelle handling the puck, kind of weaving in and out of the neutral zone into the offensive zone, and then, of course, getting the assist on the goal that would give Switzerland their first victory of the tournament. Really encouraging stuff to see from Bichelle, who we really haven't seen a ton from since he was drafted by the Stars earlier this year, back in the summer. Uh, I know he was supposed to make some other appearances, but it, things just didn't work out. But now he's playing, not just playing and making an appearance, but playing against some of the best talent that this sport has to offer at his age. These guys that are you know, early 20s, late teens, guys that are up and coming in the world of hockey. And many of these guys, some of them are already drafted by NHL clubs. Some of them, like I said, already playing in the NHL club or for an NHL club. And Liam Bichelle, not quite there yet, but he's looking to make a name for himself. And he had a very solid game all around for Team Switzerland. From what I was able to gather, of course, was not able to watch the entire game, but was able to pick up a few highlights and a few other plays here and there and really liked what I saw from the 2022 
first round pick of the Dallas Stars. And it just gets you thinking, and I know other people were talking about this on social media as well, that there's a lot to be excited for with the Stars roster, of course, now. But even as we continue on in the future, especially on the defensive side, I know the current Stars decor is still kind of finding its way around. And of course, certainly has its flaws and imperfections. But I think in two or three seasons, we could be looking at one of the potential best defensive cores in the league. Of course, Miro Haskinen will likely still be around and likely still be in the conversation for one of, if not the best, defenseman in the National Hockey League. I think Niels Lundqvist is continuing to improve and showing potential that he could have some longevity with this team. You'll have guys like Liam Bichelle. You'll have Thomas Harley, who is currently playing with the Texas Stars in Cedar Park. You'll have Christian Cairo, who has been playing very well for his junior club this year, a second round pick of the Stars in 2022. And then, of course, you have guys like Artem Grishinkov as well. You throw in a few free agents or some trade acquisitions here and there, and you could have a very sneaky good defensive core for the Dallas Stars with a good mix of some veteran guys. I mean, two, three years from now, Miro Haskinen, he's already a veteran, but he could potentially be at his peak and really literally in his prime at this point. And Niels Lundqvist also going to have a couple years under his belt at that point as well. You could have a nice mix of guys that you could consider quote unquote veteran players, but still have a lot of youth in their game and still can move with speed and finesse while also still having some other young up and coming guys like Bichelle, Kairou, Harley, so on and so forth. Maybe not all those pieces make it. Maybe not all those guys are the solution long-term for the stars, but it's still worth getting excited about is the whole team is still just kind of in this you know, phase of, you know, you have some of the older veteran guys on the roster, but you also have some of these up and coming, really exciting young players that mix well and mesh well together and make for an overall pretty entertaining and efficient product on the ice. So guys like Bichelle, watching them play him with his unique blend of size and a little bit of speed, but also some physicality and aggressiveness. It still seems like he's honing in some of those offensive skills, but I mean, that's something that's just going to come with time. And I think the Stars knew that when they made this pick back in June. Nothing to really be concerned about right now. This is a guy with a ton of upside. He's 6'5". I mean, massive presence on the ice. Huge, huge human being that can skate pretty well for his size. And I mean, for a guy built like him, you might not expect him to be the best skater, but he has some pretty decent moves. And I think those are things that will continue to improve over time. So Bichelle, a guy that we haven't really talked about on here in a while, but a guy certainly worth getting excited about here in the future for the stars. And then of course, Logan Stankoven, we talked about him a ton on this podcast, lighting things up with the Kamloops Blazers in the WHL this season, but also looking to make a huge impact for Team Canada at the World Juniors. And it's kind of off to a weird start for that entire team. The Canadians lost 5-2 to Czechia in their first game of the tournament, despite some goals from Shane Wright and likely 2023 first overall pick Connor Bedard. No points, no stats really for Logan Stankoven in this game, but it's one game into the tournament. Canada, I mean, predicted to be one of, if not the favorite of the tournament. I imagine that they will bounce back. I think Logan Stankoven will likely be a huge piece of that, but he's an exciting guy to keep an eye on as we look at what Wyatt Johnston has done with the Stars team this season. And if Logan Stankoven continues to grow, develop, and progress the way that he has so far this season, uh, it's pretty exciting to think about what he could potentially do if he cracks the Dallas Stars roster next season. Lots of potential with both of those guys playing in World Juniors right now. And the tournament will be going on for the next several days. The next game's up for the Stars prospects. Switzerland plays tonight against Latvia. You can catch Liam Bichelle in that game. And then Team Canada will be back in action tomorrow as they look to take on Germany. 
Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will shift our attention to NHL hockey. The NHL is back after a short and brief Christmas break, and that means the Dallas Stars are back. They head to Nashville for a date with the Predators for the third time this season. We'll talk about that matchup and catch up with the Preds right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Moving on on this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below how you think tonight's game against the Nashville Predators will go. Give me your final score predictions, your first goal predictions, what you're excited to see from the Stars as they return to action on the other side of this Christmas break. And the Stars are going up against a team that they're already pretty familiar with this season in the Nashville Predators. Of course, you remember they played this team for their first two games of the season, a home-and-home split, first in Nashville, then in Dallas back in October, where the Dallas Stars just absolutely dominated both those games, outscoring Nashville by a score of 9-2 to across both matchups. And, I mean, it's no secret if you've been listening to the pod for a while now what my feelings are towards the Predators, and I don't just mean it from a Stars fan perspective, of course, there's not really a ton of love between the Stars and the Predators or the fan bases or really the teams in general. But I mean, just overall, I've been pretty low on the Nashville Predators really ever since their playoff run, or I say their appearance in the playoffs came to an end after getting swept by the Colorado Avalanche. I've been pretty low on them and I I've really was critical of them over the offseason saying they didn't really do too much as far as adding to their team, at least guys that would make a massive and immediate impact, taking them to that next level from kind of, you know, an upper level Western Conference team, a Central Division team kind of in the upper level to a true Western Conference contender. And so far, I mean, not to give myself too much credit, because everyone knows that I'm wrong from time to time, as we all are, but I've been pretty right. And I've been pretty on the nose with the Nashville Predators this season. I really said that they weren't going to necessarily be a bad team, but I didn't think that they were going to be a particularly great team. And so far, that has been exactly what the Predators have been this season. They are just a painfully average team. They don't necessarily do anything exceptionally well, but they also don't really do too many things terribly. They just kind of find themselves somewhere in the middle. Although currently, they are not playing their best hockey as they've lost seven of their last 10 games. And some of those have been really close matchups. Some of them have been in overtime. So they're picking up points here and there, but certainly not at the pace that they would want to or that they need to in order to keep pace with some of the stronger teams in the division, Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, Minnesota, and even St. Louis, I believe right now is one point ahead of them. So Nashville finding themselves in sixth place uh, and a pretty decent separation between them and Arizona and Chicago, but certainly not a good place for the Predators to be, at least from their perspective and, and what the expectations were in their eyes for themselves this season. And again, I mean, there's just, you look at the overall numbers and the stats and things just really don't blow you away. If anything, they make you worrisome over this team if you are wanting them to do well. They are 31st in the NHL in goals scored and 21st in goals allowed. A minus 16 goal differential this season for the Nashville Predators. 29th 
power play percentage for the Preds and only the 18th best penalty kill in percentage. I mean, really not doing anything extraordinary for good or bad on the special teams. And they, I mean, they have some good players who some of them had really incredible seasons last year and some of them, you know, were considered for NHL awards. Roman Yossi was a finalist for the Norris Trophy. Matt Duchesne had a big year. Philip Forsberg, of course, had a huge year, and there was a lot of speculation whether or not he would come back and join the Predators or if he would go and test free agency and go sign elsewhere. And, of course, he comes back to Nashville, so everyone thinks, okay, the Preds are going to be just fine because they have Matt Duchesne, they have Philip Forsberg, they have Roman Yossi. They went out and added Nino Niederreiter and Ryan McDonough, a guy who played for the Tampa Bay Lightning while they have been one of the most dominant teams in professional sports over the past handful of seasons. But I mean, you look at the numbers and again, not necessarily bad numbers, but nothing exceptional. Matt Duchesne leading the team in points or at least tied for the team lead in points at 26, only 10 goals. Roman Yossi, 26 points tied with Duchesne. Philip Forsberg, only nine goals this season, 25 points in total. Nino Niederreiter leading the team in goals with 11, but not really doing much else outside of that. Only 16 points in total. And then, of course, in net, things not necessarily much better for the Preds. UC Soros and Kevin Lankinen have their days. They have their moments, but overall, they're, they're a pretty average duo, not necessarily a duo that you would expect to be the backbone of the team and guys that you can really build around and make a deep playoff run around. I mean, this team is, is just okay. I'm not sitting here trying to tear them down or bash them or, you know, try to nitpick and take apart. I mean, I'm just telling it like it is from what I see. And of course, I haven't watched every single game. I know there's other people that could add some more in-depth analysis of what is wrong with this team, but I think the numbers and the results speak pretty clearly for themselves. A pretty average team as far as the output, the goals, the assist, the goalie save percentage and the goals against average, the goals allowed, the goals scored, and I think that reflects in their record. I mean, they have good pieces, and so they squeaked out some of these close games with wins, or they're able to force overtime and, you know, get a point out of there or go to shootout and get a point from there as well. I mean, they're doing just enough to I mean, you can't really even say keep their head above water, but they're finding ways to continue to swim upstream despite things not necessarily going in their favor. And who knows what kind of moves they could make before the trade deadline if they'll try to add anything to their roster or make some adjustments. I mean, that is why you play the game and it's way too early to count them out of the playoff race, although it is certainly not a favorable spot for them right now. And all of that to say, I mean, even though this is going to be kind of a weird game, both teams coming back from a lengthy time off for Christmas break, this is very much a game that the Dallas Stars should find a way to win. I mean, we've already seen them play in Nashville this season. And of course, maybe you factor in a little bit extra emotions and some energy with it being open night. Uh, you know, the first game of the season for the Stars. I know the Predators had already played a small handful of games that season already. But I mean, I think there will be some good motivation on both sides to play well, play physical, play hard. And that's just what the Dallas Stars do well this season. They thrive seemingly in these upbeat, high tempo, high physicality, type of games and so I expect that to be no different here and I think that this should be a fun and competitive game but one that the stars should be able to win we're going to take one more quick break but when we come back I'll give you my keys to the game and give you my final overall thoughts on this stars and predators matchup closing out this Tuesday episode of locked on stars we're talking about the stars and the predators tonight's game in Nashville the third of four meetings between these division rivals and you want to talk about keys to the game. I think the key to this game is a very simple one, and it's just to not show too much rust or show too much fatigue from being off for the past few days. I know 
Christmas people traveling and spending time with family. You want the guys to enjoy that. They deserve that. They need that. They need that time off. But you also want to be able to come out sharp and play a crisp, clean, competitive game. So that way you don't really have to take too many steps back or regress. You want to prove that you are actually one of the best teams in the league and one of the best teams in the conference. And by doing that, you can come out in this game and you can beat a division rival and get two points on the road. The Stars have actually played pretty well on the road this season. Although you can't expect it to be a perfect game, there's bound to be a few mishaps here and there, but I, I really think the Stars should be able to handle themselves pretty well. Uh, and of course, not really much extra motivation needed against a divisional opponent, and especially a team that is considered to be the Stars' biggest division rival. You just need to find a way to do more good in this game than bad. Regardless of what the result is, find a way to Take some positives out of this game. The top line is going to deliver, but other than that, I'm curious to see what the lineup looks like. We might see, you know, an AHL player get called up. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second as the Stars kind of find themselves still in a weird space with their roster. But overall, the Stars need to find a way to come into this game, not show too much rust, and show that they still have what they had for the first, what, 30-plus games of this season. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's good goal scoring, that's good forechecking, that's good discipline with the puck. And when they're at their best, they're not committing very many penalties and they're finding ways to draw penalties and executing on the power play. This should be a great opportunity for the Stars to dominate on both sides of special teams. The penalty kill been one of the best all season and the power play is starting to trend upward, starting to go in the right direction, especially after last week's game against the Montreal Canadiens. And of course, this is a big game being a division game. And even though Nashville finds themselves near the bottom of the division standings, you need to get these two points. You don't want to allow the Predators to slowly climb back into the division race or give them a boost of confidence. And then you find yourself with another division competitor. I mean, Winnipeg, Minnesota, and Colorado are already kind of a handful for the Stars at this point in the season. Definitely don't want to see another team join in those ranks. So you got to assert your dominance as the top dog in this division and go out and beat your divisional opponent. Even though this is a road game and things might not necessarily be easy, like I said, the Stars have played well on the road this season. And so I think you get on top of Nashville early and they're not necessarily a team that is built for these great, wild, insane comebacks like we've seen the Stars pull off this season. I think if you get two or three goals on the Predators, they're not really the kind of team that's built for the comeback and you know and maybe depending on what happens they might not be very motivated for a comeback and so I'm curious to see how the stars come out and play who is going to be playing the hardest who is going to be you know the biggest key player key contributors in this matchup and I think we can maybe even see a new face on the roster you got to keep an eye out for a potential call up from the AHL for this game at the time of recording this on Monday evening haven't seen any news on that just yet but it could happen while I'm recording this or after in the morning, uh, I expect there to be some sort of move made uh, for the Stars roster here in the near future, as they're really only sitting right now with 11 forwards, according to Cap Friendly. Denis Gurionov still technically on the roster and still counting towards Stars cap space, but he's obviously not still with the team. And from what I've been able to find, he has not come back and rejoined the team just yet. So it looks like the Stars will have to find somebody to fill a spot for Denis Gurionov while he's out. And Riley Tufty, last we saw, had been sent back down to the Texas Stars in the AHL. If you ask me, I personally think that Marion Studenich deserves a chance on the NHL roster at some point this season. I think this would be a great opportunity for him. He's starting to play really well with the Texas Stars and starting to boost his numbers. And I'd like to see how he could do 
with the NHL club. And I think we even saw some flashes of his potential in the NHL last season when he joined the Stars after they picked him up off waivers. But of course, you could see plenty of other faces as well. Mate Blumel, maybe Jacob Peterson, maybe Riley Damiani. Plenty of options for Coach DeBoer and his staff to choose from. And I, for one, am very curious and very intrigued to see who they pick and the reason why and to see if they can deliver on whatever expectations might be placed upon them coming into these next few games, a couple of them being on the road against tough division opponents. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And be sure to tune in back here tomorrow. So we'll be back with a game recap and reaction of this matchup against the Predators. Hopefully we're talking about a Dallas Stars win and continuing this trend of beating and, and sometimes at times dominating the Central Division opponents. And of course, always feels good to beat the Nashville Predators and you win this game and you get season series bragging rights for the rest of the season and of course the offseason as well, which isn't always the biggest or grandest victory in the NHL, but always nice to have the upper hand on your division rival. But I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the game. If you're going to a watch party, enjoy time with other Stars fans and have some fun and cheer on the team. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.